Hey, uh, hopheads and malt brains, you're listening to Drinking Socially, Untap's official podcast, and your inside look into what's happening in the Untap community and the world of beer. This episode is brought to you by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, family owned, operated, and argued over for more than 41 years. As always, like, subscribe, follow us. Make sure you miss out on all the exciting stuff we're doing, interviews, exclusive badges, all that cool stuff. And if you're shopping for your special someones this time of year, which I feel like we all are, feel like we have to, um, we can make that a little bit easier on you. So if you haven't gone to the merch store recently, don't wait any longer. Ooh, look, a shiny new untapped goblet. Bunch of cool stuff there. Use the coupon code THANKYOU30. So all caps, one word, THANK. Then the letter U30 gets you 30% off the Untap store. Save some money, get some stocking stuffers, get some cool glassware, all that stuff. And that's not all. So Untap's year in beer box from our friends at Halftime Beverage, it sold out. Uh, but there's still time to grab Beer Advocates, Extreme Beer Box Big Stouts. That's featuring beers from Stout Daddies like Firestone Walker and Great Notion, Revolution, Odell's, bunch more. That is over at halftimebeverage.com. Just search Extreme Beer Box Big Stouts. We'll also drop a link in the show. Notes, the show notes. The show notes, not in the show. This is the show. This is the link. It's I'm reading it to you now. Okay. Guys and gals, it's back. What am I talking about? Well, if you're watching this, you know. Um, and you also know it's not this hat or this sweater. I'm talking about the most wonderful time of beer. I mean, year. I mean, actually, with both, you know what I mean, but in case you're new here, it's celebration season! Ah, I need the second one. Here it is. Now they're all shaken up. Everyone's going to watch me forget this in two minutes and open this beer and have it go all over my beard. Um, okay, so while the hop harvest of 2022 is over, Sierra Nevada was kind enough for the 40th year in a row now to pack all that is great and fresh about hops into this glorious little red can for us all to enjoy. In fact, it's no coincidence that this can looks like a, like a miniature Santa pack full of presents, but but not not presents that, you know, in the traditional sense. I'm talking about piney nose tickling presents, which are the best kind. And what goes better with a beer than a shiny new animated badge? So we have one of those on untapped. It's an ex- exclusive, 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 exclusive. I need a soundboard. Uh, celebration badge. You can unlock it. We're going to unlock it tonight with your check-in as well. We'll have more details about that in a minute. But even better than everything I've just mentioned, to continue our trend this season, you're not going to have to suffer through a podcast of Kyle and myself kind of guessing how Sierra Nevada makes this beer taste so fresh and amazing year after year. You're going to get to hear it from Sierra Nevada themselves in a few minutes. I'm going to be bringing on Terrence Sullivan, the product manager and brewery ambassador at Sierra Nevada, and Isaiah Mangold, the product innovation supervisor, to talk about all things celebration. But first, let me get your friendly neighborhood Kyle Roderick out here. Kyle, how is celebration season treating you so far? Okay, I'm doing my best to figure out how to put headphones over this very large hat that uh, both both you and I have decided to don it's still like 70 degrees outside here, so maybe not the best time of year to do this, but I know. Um, I know. it is Every keeping year. me quite quite warm now. Um, I'm yeah, feeling I'm feeling fairly good about it. I do uh, ho 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 Harrison. I've I come bearing gifts. Uh, <laughs> yes. 
an entire six pack. I, I will not be, well, I can't guarantee that now. I do have six of them. Uh, so perhaps okay. I need to find some friends, share that with friends. But Ooh. I do also come bearing gifts of a new badge, which Ooh. you can earn between now, go check in, listen, until December 16th. So you're going to want to do this fairly quickly. Check in one celebration, Fresh Hop IPA. can either be the 2022 version or it can be the regular version. Just whichever, whichever you decide to get your hands on and check in, uh, depending on how you want to check in on Untapped. Check that in. You'll earn the badge and uh, become one of one of many who have uh, already earned it. I've had I've had f- what five this year already, so I'm doing yeah. I'm doing quite well. <laughs> um, one interesting little tidbit of information before we bring bring on folks to to the show: the loyal drinkers of Celebration. I do have yeah. to say, on Untapped, are loyal, like to the core, to the extent that they are changing during the season, or maybe all year long. I, I'm not yeah, quite sure. I think it is all they cha- they change it to Celebration. The, the label logo, of Celebration yeah. is their avatar on here. That is the kind of fandom that we have for this beverage, and I, I am quite excited to uh, to dig in. I know. So let's do that. I'm sweating. I need a drink. I really hope this doesn't explode in my face. Let's give me another 10 seconds as we welcome on Isaiah and Terrence to the show. Cheers, guys. Welcome. Welcome to Green Socially. Hey, so, so since uh, since you uh, each have a hat on, I thought I'd put this on. Look this, at that! This, this, is, this is mainly for Isaiah, uh, knowing that he's a Dolphins fan, and we got a big matchup this weekend. So, yeah. Uh, so I had I had to. You better wear a hard my hat. Office. So I'm like, hey, all right. <laughs> yeah, it, I, it could, I think I think both teams are going to need a hard hat for that game. It's going so, to be a good anyways, one. Yeah. yeah. It's been a great season so far. Exactly right. I don't want to start any fights, but this is an Eagles. This is the ten and one. Oh, see, there you go. Today. Oh, hey, ten and one. That's... But hopefully, by eleven and one, by the time this goes live, yeah. Eagles. Yeah, it's making me sweat. Horrible sweat. What, what does Kyle have to show? Yeah, untapped. No, nothing. Team Santa. None. Kyle's like, I'm a Houston <laughs> Texans fan. Let's get to the beer. <laughs> Good little top off here. I know. All right, so let's let's we can talk football all night, but let's have some beer while we do it. Let's pour some celebration. Let's cheers, guys. I'm so pumped to drink this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I was telling Kyle mm-hmm. last week I wanted to wait for the show to have my first couple pints of it this season, but I failed. I started drinking my 12 pack Ooh. last uh, last week. But cheers, welcome. Let's let's dive into this thing. Cheers, Ooh. cheers. Thanks for having us. Man, ah, it's wonderful time of the year right there. Mm. It really it is. Oh. Glass. So let's talk about that. If someone, for whatever reason, is living under a rock or whatnot, maybe just new to beer, and they're like having celebration for the first time, what can they expect from this? Like, What would they be experiencing when they open the can? Other than like a room full of, like, there's like a pine forest just popped up behind me. But other than that, like, or let's talk more about that, but Take it away, guys. Like, what are they going to experience when they enjoy this beer the first time? 
Well, yeah, I think uh, right off the bat, uh, like you mentioned pine forest. I mean, obviously it has that pine in there, but I mean, it's all about the hops, um, you know, kind of the idea behind Sully where those fresh hops. So that's what you're getting from it. You're getting that pine. I get it like um, floral, a nice floral citrus note that's really aromatically coming at you. Um, and then you get a little bit of that, get a little bit of that sweetness from the malt starting to creep through a little bit there, just kind of accentuates that, you know, that fresh, um, floral note to it. Yeah, I, I, I get uh, citrus notes too as well. And as we dive into this a little bit more, um, I, you know, I've been brewing Celebration Ale. Well, uh, I don't technically brew anymore. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I used to brew uh, years ago. That was my first job at Sierra Nevada, and uh, so 28 years ago. Uh, wow. So I've, I've drank 28 years worth of. Uh, uh, celebration while while an employee um but uh there, there's certain little nuances of the beer that uh i find does actually change from year to year um you know we mm. we, we pride ourselves on it's pretty much the same recipe it's a, actually a very simple recipe uh mm. in a lot of ways um but uh using the fresh hops like right, right out of the field uh they're 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 harvested, they're kilned, they're brought uh, in-house, and we wait until those first hops actually come. And uh, and, and I, I do, I experience some sort of uh, little different nuances. Like I find this year, uh, celebration is maybe Isaiah gets some floral. I'm pretty, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't get as much floral this year as I have in years past. Uh, it's just a little different, you know, um, right. a little bit more pine forward for me, which is coming from the Cascades uh, mm -hmm. and Citra. And then uh, the Centennials, I've always said that is one of my favorite hops yeah. uh, to work with because I really love the uh, floral aspects of it. it uh, I tell this story uh, almost every every time I've talked about the Celebration Ale, but uh, <laughs> uh Centennials have this like rose character that reminds yes. me of my youth mm. um, because my mom always had um, rose gardens. And and as her children, we used to have to go out on occasion and uh, pick fresh roses and bring them into the house uh, to decorate the house with. So I uh, always, always found it amazing the different rose varieties and the different smells that they had. And that's whenever like... Uh, I, I find that in celebration now too. So. Yeah, I think, remember, uh, remember to to take your children around and stop and let them smell the roses. That's, that's right. right. That's not an app. It's it's before apps. The first <laughs> app, picking a flower, puts you right. Yeah. That's what our hands were kind of made to do. Now everyone has thumbs the size of thighs with all these phone <laughs> stuff. But I'm right there with you. That's really that, this is yeah. I love that and that the kind of. Now I'm hunting for the rose and it's, it kind of jumps out a little bit for me too. I think that's the big, uh, you know, difference. And one of the beauties about celebration ale is it is the same recipe every year. And as a brewer, I can geek out on that all day long because I know I'm getting the first centennial of the year. You know, we could talk about that when we're picking those every year. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. remember back, back when I worked in production, that first truck that came in with those centennials that I know we picked every year as a brewer, you're just like, you know, it's like opening presents. You're ready to go in and get, and really to see what that nuance is. Cause like Terrence said, every year it's going to be different based on sure. how that hop, you know, evolved that year. And uh, yeah, some years you get more pine, 
um, and a touch of citrus. And some years you just get this huge rose bouquet from the centennial hops, which are really the shining star. Um, more a little more pine this year, but I do yeah. get some of that floral, maybe not so much that geranial kind of uh, rosiness, but it is a floral kind of uh, bouquet that's there still just behind the, the citrus and pine. Absolutely. And in this day and age, I feel like we didn't used to have to say this about IPAs, but like now with hazy IPAs out there, which are great for all those reasons, this obviously is not. It's much more West Coast. It's got a great bitterness to it. Like it's not just the we're talking all about the nose, which obviously is the first thing that kind of greets your senses after you see the beer, you're smelling it. Um, and like, yeah, but it's, it's an amazingly bitter, but still like so balanced, like you said, like that's one of my favorite things about every Sierra Nevada beer is like the malt is there and it's not an afterthought. It's like its own complex kind of dance. And people talk about hops all day, but yeah, like kind of the caramelized malts you guys have in here. And it, it, it's probably only like one kind of them. I had to guess one or two. Um, they're also like right, lifting up those hops in a way that like, you're not, it's not abrasive. The bitterness isn't making you, not want to drink anymore would make you want to drink more because it's so refreshing can you can you talk a little about that kind of like because again it feels like all your beers do such a great job of balancing the hops and the malt profile when it comes to celebration though and how you guys kind of like approach that back in the day think about it now yeah i think that's a i mean that's a great point like where does celebration fit today yes. with, the, with the just that's, bludgeoning yeah. of hops you know that we've right, right. Right. as uh, brewers i'm a hop head i love it like right. i mean take it take it to 11 with hops as well cut the malts down you know like we see in typical west coast ipas that sure. still have that abrasive bitterness but yeah celebration that was celebration was well before that you know, and I would say, you know, from me, when I was, you know, when I was growing up and I first experienced celebration, I, I was really your first American IPA that I can, you know, focus in on and say, you know, that was kind of the the start of it for me, you know, in that regard, um, you know, and where it sits today is like you still have, yeah, caramel malts. You, that's a that's a no, no. You know, we get a lot of flack for having, you know, crystal malts or anything in our and some of our beers, but um, I mean, I think it's an important part, you know, when designing beers uh, that you, it's beer, it's malt, you know, you have that beauty that's still there. And uh, celebration was, is just absolutely beacon to that because it's still there. Like even in the yeah. aroma, I get a little bit of malt in there that yeah. just, you know, mm -hmm. it's perfectly in place and I would be sad if it wasn't there, you know, type right. of thing. so, exactly. well, you know, craft, crafting it, you know. Yeah, I, th I think, uh, you know, going back and and I'm going to put, uh, you know, I'm going to take my own twist on it. Uh, I've never really talked to Ken that much about like, uh, obviously, we talked about the early days, but I would imagine that a lot of his designing around recipes were based off of beers that he was drinking and trying in the in the 70s. Uh, leading up to uh, the start of Sierra Nevada. And, and so, you know, you look at a lot of the old styles of an English style IPA and, uh, you know, English pale ales and things of that nature. They all had a little bit of, uh, you know, either roasted malts or caramelized malts or something of that nature. And so that was just a natural fit is, is to like, okay, we're, we're going to make this beer that's an IPA uh 
but with American twist by using American hops that are, you know, bold and uh, very, very forward compared to, you know, European or, or English style hops. And, and so it, it, it became a natural fit for this beer. And I, I will, I, I will say for the 41st consecutive year, um, we have left the nutmeg and um, cinnamon out of the We still haven't added that no matter what people say and ask about it. Uh, we still haven't added it. In the pantry. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we reserve those for other beers. Right. Um, so, uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really kind of the, uh, like the meat and potatoes of this whole beer is like, uh, it, it really does like, especially this time of the year too, is of like the seasonality of it. Yeah. Um, it gives the beer a much greater backbone. Yeah. Um, that yeah. really, I think, I think drives it home that, that malty, that, that little sweetness on the back end. Um, it really, it really adds to the pleasure of this beer. And, and again, that same thing is like, I, I, there's a point when we make celebration ale it's pretty much what i drink from the point it goes on tap in the pub uh it goes into my fridge until i can't get it anymore yep um so so it's it it just really fits with the season and obviously like the label oh wow it's really cute and uh (laughs) um but uh but yeah it's 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 just uh the 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 beer itself is just, uh, I, I don't know. It just it speaks volumes to, to this time of the season and, and what I enjoy in, in a great crafted beer. Would I maybe enjoy this like year round? I know people always ask us like, why don't you make Sally year round? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it would have the, uh, yeah. it would have the same appeal. You know, I, I love, a, I love a hazy, uh, you know, when I'm, when Sally's not around, I love a pale ale, um, anytime actually, uh, to be honest. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, I think it would lose a little bit of its luster if it was around year round or around year round. Right. Yeah. If every day was Christmas, would it be the same? You know, yeah, that's right. That's, that's, right. that's what I was going to say. Exactly. There is something magical about like that day around halloween or before and you walk into the supermarket and it's it's on the shelf and you're like oh it's it's is it is it really is it now is it too early to drink it (laughs) yeah that's what i was literally noticing like uh you know on untapped and beer advocate and all those it was just like this like where have you seen it who's got it where where you know i'm in i'm in south philly where where'd you get that how do i get it that's right that's right it is it's amazing it's it's easily one of not the most celebrated seasonal beers ever like you know it's it's been certainly has like the the pedigree the the length like uh, in terms of years that people have freaked out about this beer as that, a seasonal. That, that by the way was a shout out to my uh philly crew out there on beer advocate that uh Ooh. that try to keep me as uh honest as possible so <laughs> <laughs> storming around south philly oh that's a fun God. place to storm around uh, um well, this is great. So, so let's, so there's, I mean, obviously there's a lot to unpack about this beer, but the thing that we're talking about hops and, and actually talking about it year round and, and if that's even feasible, I feel like a, obviously a huge part of this is the fresh hop 
nature of it. And, and I was reading you guys kind of like a three day race almost from like getting them to Pacific Northwest and getting to the brewery. And can you kind of share that story a little bit about kind of like what feels like a mad dash to like make celebration a fresh hop IPA and like the logistics that go into that each year. Cause it seems like, like some kind of wild rat race type scenario, but um, I'd love to know a little more about it. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, it kind of, you know, you, you talk about the, the beacon of celebration, you know, you know, as a consumer, like being like, where is it in the store, you know, from a brewery standpoint, logistics, like it starts off, you know, well in advance, um, because those are the first hops, you know, and that's what, where kind of celebration came from. What were the first hops of harvest, you know, um, Cascades, early variety, you know, Centennial and that, um, you know, so really that's starting with our selection crew, you know, we're putting a team together to go and really pick Selly hops, you know, at the beginning of the year. Um, and from the moment we're picking, you know, those, those lots um, in the farm, it's, uh, you know, anywhere from a week that we're coordinating that with brewing on the schedule. And, right. you know, and I, I talked about like when I was a production brewer, we knew exactly when that was, as soon as we saw Selly on the schedule, it was like, oh my, you know, wait a minute where's the truck you know the right. truck's coming like we're gonna open this thing up and you know the brewers would meet you know if you're on shift you're coming out there like peeking in the truck you know can i get my hands on some of these hops because <laughs> as soon as they're coming off the truck i mean we're literally in the brew house we're mashed in and we're ready for it um because wow. it, that's what this beer is all about you know it's a focus on on the freshest you know hops of the season hand-picked and um, whole cone whole cone nice. absolutely 100 percent um oh. you know it's 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 a testament to brewing like to brewer's passion you know and, yeah. and selection of the finest ingredients um, and we appreciate that as a brewer yeah i'll i'll expand on that you know i i, I again i tell the story a lot um but it, it, <laughs> it's, it's got it, so many stories so for me and it, it was a special time for me. I, I started working uh, Sierra Nevada in May of 1994. And uh, I was fortunate that we were small enough at that time that um, new brewers, when they came on, everybody had been to hop selection. And so I was like, oh, let's bring the new dude. And uh, man, they were, that was a bad idea. Except I had, to, I, had to, I had to share a room with Ken. And by the way, Ken snores a lot uh, and loud. Um, exclusive, exclusive here. Exclusive, right? There. Um, a little known fact. Uh, so, so, anyways, um, and of course, I was nervous, right? Uh, just, a, just a young kid right out of college, and uh, you know, working for a brewery that I, I really—that's what I went to school for. Uh, I went to school to, to. You know, I, I had a dream to work for either Sierra Nevada or Anchor State. Hmm. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I got what I wanted. And it's been a fucking hell of a ride. Good choice. Um, yeah. yeah and, and but but one of the things is during that hop selection was uh, we we devoted. I, I don't know if they, I mean, I think they still do it this way, but um, it was like literally we're we were selecting on certain days. This is these are the hops that are going to go into Sally. These are the hop. I mean, we're we're buying cascades for 
year round for pale ale, but sure. like, ooh, these th- this lot right here is the this is the prime. This is hmm. what we're gonna use for Sally. You know, Dressler's over there writing down his notes. We're gonna use <laughs> these. Uh, the Centennials, uh, we pretty much knew that was all going to go into uh, Bigfoot and Celebration Ale. Uh, so that was a no-brainer. We were just going to pick the best ones we could find. Um, but that that aspect of like, okay, you're up there selecting. And I, I could not wait until those hops made it to Chico. You know, we flew in and maybe a day later the hops are coming in and I knew we were brewing. So it's like... I'm 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 grabbing the same hops and I'm I'm putting them in buckets, uh, the same ones that I selected up in Yakima and just that whole like that's where it really got like so yeah. and it's so exciting internally at the company too because everybody knows like all the brewers are like yeah we're doing Selly next week you know and like whoa we're doing Selly and everybody knows that two weeks after that it's like we're tasting Selly off the tank yeah and then. Um, you know, it, it's chilled down. It's, you know, we're getting the dry hops ready, all that kind of stuff. So about a week fermentation um, and 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 then we chill it down. Sorry, a couple days of uh, fermentation. Then we add the dry hops. And then once it starts chilling, everybody's back there tasting. And um, <laughs> once it goes fil- through filtration, hey, first run of filtration is tomorrow. Come on down. You know, everyone's at the plate and frame and they're they're tasting away and um and then and then you're all excited like oh cool we're gonna have celly no you're not getting celly because we're gonna bottle condition it so you need to wait two more weeks uh because we're gonna put it into a bottle or now a can uh, and and bottles actually i have a bottle uh pissing people off but uh we do a small run of of bottles uh mainly because ken really uh loves his celebration ale and bottles yeah and Mm -hmm. we found Mm -hmm. some outlets uh so there's there's certain accounts around the country that uh um uh that get uh bottled bottled celebration ale and and so anyways um so you you waited for that right you're like oh man i tasted off the plate frame like what is it going to taste like in the bottle and then it comes through sensory and you're like yes um and and then then it goes out in the trade but best of all it goes over into our pub on draft and uh that's that's when it that's like that's that's the pinnacle and and then that entire two and a half months uh you know up until january 1st uh you get to enjoy it and when the when the new year hits i mean we used to drag it we used to drag it a little bit longer back Mm -hmm. in the day but generally we want to you know roll in our new seasonal uh which is powder day this next coming year again um but but that that's like okay i got this window i got this window in to enjoy it and you better you better get it while it's there because uh there's no going back uh once it's over and then you're then you're waiting all around you know and I, I i say this because i think of all of our seasonals um you know one of the one of the things uh, we talked about prior to this little chat is uh we're bringing back uh, uh some summer fest and uh Oktoberfest for 2023 Woo. um we, yes. we heard we heard what everyone said and so we're, <laughs> we're bringing those back um and, and, the, and those are they're they're great <laughs> I mean, they're great beers. Uh, uh-huh. Our spring seasonal powder days, great beer. It just doesn't. It, it it doesn't have that anticipation of that whole thing of like, uh, 
waiting to get the hops and bringing the hops in and uh yeah. you know it's it's just it's just something special really it really is it, it you, just, you, you kind you kind of measure the year by those releases yeah. right you kind of you know both brewing them it sounds like you know it's it's a celebration for you all as well as the the act of drinking it and sharing it and everything else it's it does it's a it's a mark in the season uh, and it's cool to to like try and find those uh, at local grocery stores and everything and it sounds like distribution too for for celebration is now just as wide as as what you all have for for everything else is that true yeah. to say are you are you getting celebration pretty much in all all locations where Sierra Nevada is available these days oh yeah it's it's uh it's always been kind of nationwide you know once we started getting every every single state uh it makes it out of uh out of the country a little bit it's a little mm-hmm. difficult in certain yeah. areas Sure. Um, I'm not. I'm not certain if Australia uh, gets it. I think they do, but you know, by the time it it gets on a and it's same same as our beer everywhere. Uh, it goes on refrigerated uh, uh, containers uh, that go wow. to either Europe or Australia or, or wherever it's going. Um, and uh, uh, obviously, it takes a little bit longer to. Uh, man a boat all the way to uh, Australia than it does to uh, get on a truck and go to Southern California or, or <laughs> yeah, you know, sure. Hills River to sure. Philly. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm sure, I'm sure that'd be interesting to measure too on our side, find out where, what's the furthest celebration yeah. has traveled, right? Is it as, has a can or a bottle made it all made its way all the way to, uh, you know, Antarctica or something that would well, be. That's, a, that would... that's, that's an interesting thing you say, Kyle, cause, uh, cause we have been asked to, uh, have our beer and certain things. I think we had some stuff that went into space at one time, but never celebration ale. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta do that. Like we're going to go venture on the moon soon. We it's been on the moon, man. First, first beer on the moon celebration we're, it's we're gonna be it one here. it should be celebration man. Yeah, that's that's a good a, right yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> celebrate the arrival to the moon yeah actually that that's that brings up a great great point whenever I, I was talking about australia because we were talking about the seasonality and how amazing this beer is uh it you know for us uh seasonally but like in australia they're probably like what the hell are these guys thinking it's 98 degrees outside (laughs) sorry sorry, it's uh whatever celsius um i don't know uh, i know right they're in board shorts trying to surf drinking this that's a little different (laughs) a little different than right bundled up next to a fire I mean, when we went skiing, we would always take a six pack of Sally and, and shove it into uh, the snow oh, yes. uh, in, in the you know, snow the parking lot. And then when we were done, we could have a couple cold Sally's. Um, yeah. They're probably like shoving it into, you know, sand that's like 98 <laughs> degrees. And they're like, wow, this is like, oh, right. that's amazing. Uh, I go off the cuff every once in a while. Just- <laughs> good. Good. Oh, man. This is yeah. yeah, this beer. I've already opened my second one. This is a beer to to enjoy again and again. So so we've covered a little bit of the history of it and the recipe. Um, I have heard in like '96 or '97 there was a time when you guys literally couldn't make enough of it. Tell me about this like wild chi- chi- Charlie and the Chocolate Factory sounding store pre Mills River. Right? Oh, yeah. More celebration. Yeah. Yeah, so 
uh, and I'm going to take this because Isaiah wasn't around for this. I wasn't around for that one. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, so we were starting to grow at a really big clip, like because um, I think the the year I started working for Sierra Nevada, we had just so ninety three, we had surpassed a hundred thousand barrels. So we were considered a huge craft brewery. Mm -hmm. uh by those standards and there wasn't that many craft breweries uh back in those days and uh and we were starting to see like 20 30 40 percent growth each year which is a, a huge amount of beer um and we were putting in 400 barrel sellers um and we pretty much maxed the facility out and then it was like oh, okay can Ken went and bought the property that was next to the brewery and started putting a plan together of uh, building a uh, larger brew house, uh, which is our mm -hmm. current, what we call the West side, 200 barrel brew house. Um, but in uh, 1996, um, and I know I got that right now. Uh, I know when I sent you guys a note, I couldn't remember if it was 96. <laughs> uh, anyways, it was 1996. We couldn't produce enough, celebration ale and pale ale and part of it was warehousing space as well right uh, so pale ale was bottle condition uh back in those days porter and stout uh celebration ale big yeah. line all 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 bottle condition well imagine we have to hold uh roughly 14 days worth of packagings before they actually start leaving the brewery because of the bottle conditioning process roughly takes uh, we we sure. taste it at day 10. Day 10 is when we say, and we've actually changed ourselves because it's kind of, it. sometimes at day 10, it's like, uh, it's a little young. It's got a little, mm. uh, it's not quite there, but we know where it's going to be a couple days later. And so it starts shipping out anywhere 12 to 14 days uh, after it's actually been packaged. But that's a tremendous amount of warehousing space compared to a brewer that's, uh, you know, going straight fully conditioned into the package and two days, three days later, they're, they're running it out the door. Um, so we had limited warehouse space. We had limited tank space and we just couldn't produce enough pale ale. Obviously we didn't want to screw up pale ale at all. And right. so we decided that year we couldn't make enough celebration out and we didn't have the tank space. Um, so we had to make a call and the call was we're building this other brewery. We told all of our distributors on the East coast, literally, I think it was everyone east of the Mississippi river that, uh, we wouldn't be able to supply celebration out for, uh, 1996. Wow. So, uh, so we did that <laughs> and then but we had we had one account that wrote this amazing letter to ken and steve harrison uh god bless him uh at the time and uh and it was like we've served celebration every year since you guys first distributed it in um in uh, new york and it's just across the tappan zee bridge a oh. uh, little little pub uh up there and uh, we were able to sneak, uh, I think it was uh, four half barrels of Celebration Ale. So oh, that good. was the only place on the East Coast that actually got Celebration Ale. Wow. Uh, we did have people that actually flew to California um, just to pick up some cases and take them back with them. 
to the East Coast. Uh, but that was that was like like one of those really cool stories. I mean, that's one of the, I, I just got an email today that someone uh, that lives in Texas found out about the E.H. Taylor and wants to fly to California because we still have it in some liquor stores. So I don't know if you know about the E.H. Taylor uh, Bigfoot Barley Wine yeah, uh, collaboration that we do. Uh, but we still put in some some markets in Chico, and so they got a hold of our head of tours. He's going to pick up some bottles, even though I got some bottles. Uh, don't tell anyone. Uh, but <laughs> anyways, uh, uh, he he's gonna go get some bottles and save them uh, for the guy, and he's flying okay. in on the fifteenth, and he's gonna go. Uh, oh, there we go. Yeah, he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna go on a, a tour and then take My his bottles room. and fly back to Texas with his <laughs> bottles. So that's always really like a, an awesome thing. Of, of uh you know we're, we're still kind of relevant that way you know even though all all these years people uh really love love that aspect uh but by 97 we had a, a seller uh 800 barrel fermenters that were producing pale ale and we could uh get back on board with celebration now so certainly for everyone yeah <laughs> yeah wow well. that's amazing that feels like it should be a movie and like Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen are in it for some reason. <laughs> totally. and a road Absolutely. trip that goes awry. Uh, <laughs> I see it. I can see the adventure. Um, people forget smoking the bandit. Wasn't that about him trying to get like a truck full of chorus lights? Like that yes. was a that was yeah. like the original. That's I want right. to get a beer. I'll do whatever it takes. Uh, You're in Texarkana, right? Right. 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 Tours, banquet was that banquet? Right. Yeah. Bank was banquet. You're right. Yeah. Original of course. Course. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, right. So beer does things to people. It, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> <beyond> the obvious. <laughs> I'm on my second now. All right. right. That time. It's that time. Um, so I'm curious. So obviously we covered the fresh hop side of this, I think pretty well, but you mentioned something, Terrence, the dry hopping. So tell me that now like every beer that out there cares about is it double dry hopped is it x y and z how long did you do it did you turn all the lights off in the cellar so no light touched the hops i don't really care about that i, I kind of want to know that from you like what is that like obviously we're a whole cone i'm assuming i'm a dry hop as well but like i saw on your instagram the video of the hot bags on the chains and what am I looking at? Like, tell me about this whole, like, the, what goes into dry hopping this beer? Because it looks like you're using stuff that they used to build ocean liners 100 years ago just to make this happen. And I appreciate <laughs> that. So, but tell me, what am I looking at when I see stuff like that? What's I'm, happening? I'm going to let Isaiah talk about it. Before okay. Isaiah talks about it, I, I would like to give a <laughs> shout out to uh, Jackie Jackie Samuelson, who used to work in our, uh, in, she was one of our first like main yep. retirees. Um, she worked uh, her entire career in our uh, restaurant pub, and she's a seamstress and a damn good seamstress. Uh, and Steve Dressler back in the day when we started like, okay, we're making more celebration ale, uh, she would make these mesh bags um, and sew them. I don't know if she still does. Do, do you know that, Isaiah? I don't know if she still sews them. But it if was she her, does, bless her heart because, you, I mean, those, yeah, that's the a commodity. Amount, the amount right she would Incredible. do. And it, it, was, it was a great thing, um, which was really a cool thing. Um, 
her her husband uh, worked in uh, the almond orchards, almond orchards. Sorry, uh, if you're from Northern California, mm -hmm. but um, oh. she would sew all of our hot bags that we used, and we paid her by the bag. And we bought all the material, and it's like, okay, you, I forgot what we, I don't even know what we paid her, but all the money went to uh, Christmas presents for her grandkids. So mm -hmm. she just uh, compile all this, uh, all this money, and that's what she bought all of the gifts for. Kids. That's so incredible. It's always like, yeah, that's amazing, like, like that. Uh, it, 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 oh, it, before Isaiah talks about the dry hopping, I got to talk about this. Like, there's some weird thing with uh, like the Grossmans and like. The whole Christmas theme and uh, those that have maybe witnessed it. And I don't think uh, since COVID, we kind of uh, took it away. I don't know if they're going to bring it back this year. I don't think so, because it's usually during Thanksgiving uh, weekend they, they bring it. But um, Ken's uh, wife is uh, really into collecting uh, Santa Clauses. And like Christmas vintage, uh, yeah, Historic. vintage Christmas. Vintage, yeah. Um, stuff and and so she she some say she might have the largest uh collection in the united states um which is kind of cool uh and, yeah. and those those that maybe remember that visited either chico or mills river uh, we used to have them all on display and it was it's kind of creepy though actually some of them old santa clauses from yeah, like, giant sure. old yeah. German santa clauses here. yeah, yeah early 1900s that. it's like whoa like, <laughs> terrifying looking right yeah. so, uh, but but anyways uh it, it kind of ties in all that Holiday. totally it's it's the so. it's the bags it's the it's the santa claus yeah, yeah. i yeah. that's that's what you're bringing right you're bringing yeah. just a big a big old bag dropping it in yeah it's, it's a gift it truly is a gift to everyone yeah well i appreciate the uh, shout out to jackie because i mean i've stuffed so many of those dry hop bags you know and <laughs> and you know it, it's it's a testament to, to the history of celebration ale you know that it is uh his you know traditionally dry hop whole cone hops so you're stuffing basically what is the giant like tea bag um right. you know, mm -hmm. we, we always tea get bag. tea bag into one of our conversations i know right <laughs> i don't know how else to explain you know that, that's exactly right and so you know it, you're you're suspending these these giant bags of hops into your beer um you know after primary fermentation um and that's the traditional way that that celebration was made so the dish bottom tanks that we have in chico that's what right. Terrence alluded to earlier was you know that's kind of where everybody's like hey where's the celly at this year you know migrate over there and have it off of there um you know off of those tanks but as we started to you know develop more and innovate a little bit more in in sierra in chico um we came up with torpedo um which was you know a different method of dry hopping you know where you didn't have such a you know a, a possibility for oxygen ingress you know it's just a more efficient way of dry hopping you you're dry hopping basically externally from the tank and, and circulating but uh true to you know being 100 percent true to sierra, sierra nevada and celebration you know we would never felt comfortable like with something like Selly being okay well let's just change the dry hopping yeah. section of this because right. you know although you know you get kind of the same thing it's the same exact tech you know I, principles behind it um there's some terrence correct me like that can tell the difference between like a the dry traditional dry hop method and you know 
this guy and, and torpedoes. So, you know, to this day, that is a hundred percent true. We do not, there's not one or the other, you know, that we do. Um, we still do the traditional dry hop method with yeah. the bags. Um, you know, I think it would be, I got to find out now if Jackie still sews those because that'd be amazing if she did, yeah. but, yeah. um, hand sewn bags, uh, for dry hopping in Sally. Yeah, the, the the bags when we put them in, they're they're roughly about eight pounds. Uh, hmm. I think I think they've gotten it to like uh, if we try to stuff too many uh, in there, more than eight pounds, uh, the top of the bag doesn't tie properly, hmm. and we've had some fail. They, they get too heavy. Fall out. Yeah. yeah, for the so, for people uh, to pull them out. Yeah. So it's roughly <laughs> roughly eight pounds a bag, but whenever they come out and they're wet, uh, they're roughly forty pounds of weight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that being said, now I think that segues into uh, one of your questions that you wanted to actually talk oh, yeah. about. So yeah, so I know S Scott Jennings was, was kind enough to give us the scoop on silly drippings, but tell me more about is it. Is it on tap now? Can I go to Mills River and get it? Is this the time? I'm not, I'm not 100% sure if they still have it. It's like literally like – very close. I would call right. if you if right. you don't right. want to just call go first. to Sierra Nevada, right. call and find out. I know we <laughs> still have it on tap here in Chico. It's the first time we actually made it in Chico. We oh, cool. And it goes back to like the early days of like when we would take the hot bags out of the um, dish bottom tanks and we we'd stick them on a pallet because otherwise the guys had to carry them or guys and gals had to carry them uh, long distance. So we bring them out of the cellar, throw them on a pallet. Uh, and run them out and then get rid of all the hops, throw everything away, blah, blah, blah. Well, it, it inevitably you have this trail of liquid that's going down to the drain. And so we would go over with a cup every once in a while and like get those drippings right off of the bags. Uh, the problem with that was it was so harsh and bitter because yes. you got all the yeast and all, everything in it. And, and whenever I first heard the story that Scott and the crew in, in North Carolina were like, <laughs> making celly drippings i'm like oh my gosh no we're not no that, <laughs> no it's it's got to be too harsh it's got to be right that, that is undrinkable um yeah. and this year is actually the first year where we made it isaiah's crew uh worked with the production crew and um we we gathered our drippings and uh i was blown away uh i got i got a friend that he's been coming almost every single day uh brian out here and uh and chico gonzalez he's uh sneaking away uh i don't know if it's during his lunch i probably should i got him in trouble now like every every single uh every single day pretty much he's coming in to to try the drippings and um, oh, that's great so so what it so mainly where we get the drippings we don't get them out of the dry hop tanks we have a series of 400 barrel tanks and we have those in mills river too where they uh and that's the video that you saw where it's yeah. uh, a chain coming yeah. down the center and they're clipping on the bags as the bag gets or as the chain gets pulled up into the tank and as it comes down uh but what where early on where scott and his crew was able to actually uh, gather something from that was because they weren't under the pressure to produce because you know majority of our beer um, at least celebration ale early on is coming out of Chico and there's a very uh, 
stressful time of like, okay, we got to make more beer quicker, faster, right. faster, right? Because it takes them a week yeah. before they get their hops. And so we're trying to like get a good amount of, because uh, you want to go in, you know, anytime you're selling beer out in the trade, uh, you want to try to stock all the shelves, right? You don't want to like trickle it in sort of sure. thing. So we're trying to get enough uh of the beer available so that we can distribute it so it's on shelves equally at the same time and like there's our launch um but so we we would always turn around tanks in less than a day like once we were done uh filtering the tanks empty it's like boom blow it down thin it off uh bring all the hops out cip it the next morning we're gonna we're gonna fill it um in Mills River, they had the luxury of like, oh, okay, we can do that tomorrow and we can, you know, CIP it. And um, and what they found was, okay, all these hop bags drip overnight and they were left with, uh, you know, 30, 40, 50 gallons of liquid in the bottom. And obviously, I'm, I'm pretty certain Scott was one of the ones that went up. I want to taste that and said, ooh, okay, we got we to gotta do something with this. And they found a little tank and they put it in. And then they took another tank, put that, topped it off, topped it off. Until they had enough where they can actually serve some in the pub, uh, filter it and serve it in the pub. And so we did the same thing this year. Uh, and wow. uh, so we were able to get some over here on the East Coast or sorry, on the West Coast uh, to their West, uh, East Coast stuff. But um, yeah, it, it's it's different. It is it is definitely different. So I, I, I'm not sure if Mills River still has it on tap. We still have it on tap here in Chico. Um, and we have, I know we ran out in the, um, uh, in our brew house bar, we have a little small bar over by the gift shop. And uh, I need to remind them that they have about five more kegs that they can take. Uh, five gallons and uh but yeah it's 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 different uh wouldn't you say isaiah oh know. it's yeah it's i mean it's intense hops yeah. um and uh if you like selly uh i think i think you really appreciate it you know especially if you're a big hop head um because that the pine resin is just intense and i i'll tell you what i appreciate it um, being a hop head because that's a that's a flavor that that's really hard to get in an intense in a good way right, right. You, know, you know so it, it's delicious so going going and also going back to our early this is one thing and i don't know if you you noticed this isaiah um and i probably mentioned it to to a few people in sensory um was uh, the amount of rows so i don't know what why mm. that came out and why the why you the get it more in the yeah the centennial yeah, on the, the dripping month yep i don't know um no either yeah i mean yeah, i it, think it's, it just takes all those celly flavors you know and are just like they're in so intense and i was right. i was just over in the brew house bar talking to uh to some people about it and they were like man it was it they were surprised they were surprised i mean they were like oh my gosh i didn't like we're not was not expecting that, you know, yeah. in a very good way. You know, yeah. I mean, just the hop intensity is is fantastic. And yeah. and like like Terrence said, I mean, I've I've tried that, you know, I've tried straight liquid off of off of hops before and with the yeast and the trube, and you're like, oh my god, that's just not good at all. But um that's a bad idea. Uh but yeah, the given the time and uh, you know collecting it all and then filtering it, you know, making sure you, you separated all that. It, it's just a beautiful, 
contrast to celebration, you know, to really, if, if you want to geek out on something, I mean, get, find it and, and try it out because it's right. unique for sure. It's cool. Yeah. It's really cool to see. I'm, I'm looking. So technically different beer on untapped from celebration, right? It's a little bit of a different process. So there's, there is a beer specific for the drippings and there are folks having them side by side. So it's interesting to see the photos. It's a little, little lighter, uh, a little, a little hazier, less, less, you know, uh, clarity it's to it. A little um, hazier, yeah. It's, it's interesting to see them side by side. It's interesting to see folks trying it, trying them at, you know, obviously the, the Mills River tap room and, and everything. And, um, one, <laughs> one person here, I'm going to click through on this. Uh, one person, David R has a, uh, a growler. Of it, they took a whole growler of this <laughs> of this home, which sounds intense, but also, it, uh, yeah, interesting. Like like an interesting side by side to do. So it's cool, cool to see. Cool. To probably see. at it. Probably at a Bills River. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it looks for sure. Like it might still be on tap there, looking at your your website. Um, but uh, yeah, as if every each brewery location, you know, it was, it's already a destination. Every beer fans map but to add celery drippings to it this beer i mean as we talk more and more about it it really does it feels like a celebration beyond the beer it feels like the ecosystem the orbit of celebration is so big from like the people that help make it from the hot bags actually the beer itself to the different ways you can enjoy it to the fact that sometimes it's bottles sometimes it's cans it hasn't changed in years but the hops are different of course every year they're organic they're gonna they're going to have some variations there. Like it's this, it's definitely larger than a beer. I don't know what to call it. I don't know how you qualify it. I don't think we really need to, I think we just enjoy it, but it's very clear that like, right. Like the history of it, it's impacted so many people. It's certainly like, it is, I'll say this too. Obviously like I'm going to talk to a lot of people working at untapped about beer. It is this unifying beer. If you're a new beer fan, if you've been drinking for hops if you don't know about hops like this seems to be a beer that every year like unites a lot of beer fans as well where it's like i gotta have at least one celebration or have i even finished the year um have i even lived in 2022 until i have 2022 celebration so it is really cool to see that that it's become this thing that's larger than larger than a beer and i mean it's awesome it's, it's really cool um, and it's been a blast talking to you both about it. So before we let you go, and we all go keep enjoying celebration in the comfort of our homes. And I take a layer of three off and whatever. <laughs> I'm curious. So you gave us a little teaser. Summerfest, Oktoberfest is coming back. But 2023, what can we expect? What should everybody get excited for for next year? You can tease, fully talk about, get me excited, get me jumping around. What's What's happening? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll Isaiah, if you, if you yeah. don't mind, I'll take no, this one. go for it. That's, that's um, all you, bud. but, but we have, uh, our, our seasonal lineup is going to be powder day. We're bringing back that back uh, again. And actually we, we, I tasted that. I don't know if Isaiah got over there, but, uh, it was in sensory. Um, so we're getting ready to package that. Um, so it was out of fermenter. Ooh. And uh, it's yeah, nice. it was really it was really good. 
uh, I, I, I kind of, you know, it's been a year, uh, since I've had it and, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's amazing. Um, we, uh, we'll follow that up with Summerfest again. So we're bringing Summerfest, uh, fan favorite Ooh. back. Uh, one of, uh, I, w- I would say maybe uh, a, a fan favorite uh, with with uh, certain fans. Uh, <laughs> and and, and main, mainly like brewery employees. Like that was one of the biggest <laughs> uh, ruffles uh, is when we got rid of Summerfest. Like, are you kidding me? Like, right. uh, that's like well, one, of the, one, one, of the, one of the main beers. Yeah. That give, is, me, give me that shifty. Come on, man. Yeah. It's, <laughs> one of the main beers that is taken out of our, uh, our kiosk. Uh, so you, you get a, you get a free case of beer every paycheck. So uh, that was one of the ones uh, fan favorite. Uh, and then Oktoberfest, uh, we did an Oktoberfest party again this last year, two weekends. Yeah uh into september and uh in october and if you can ever get a chance to uh get out to chico to enjoy hopefully we'll bring that back this next year uh in mills river but Oktoberfest is going to make a comeback we haven't announced uh the collaboration brewer but we're going back to the concept of uh working uh i did hear who it was i can't tell you uh because it hasn't been officially announced <laughs> uh but it's actually a really good uh good friend of ours someone we've uh worked with and uh and I, I think I can throw this rumor out there. Uh, if anybody knows, he went to he went to school with uh, Scott Jennings uh, in, in Germany when, uh, when and they became close friends. And he opened up a, a brewery in, in Germany. Uh, so we're we're working uh, with them on that. And then Celebration Ale uh, can't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's one of Ken's. You know, Ken said you know to. To pick out your favorite beer, it's really hard. It's like saying who's your favorite kid. Well, yeah. I, I think I think if, if you had to say who who's Ken Ken's favorite kid is, it's Celebration Ale. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. anyways, uh, that's that. Uh, we are coming out with a couple pretty cool little um, variety packs uh, for yeah. next year, and some of them are going to be like a fan favorite. Um, so we're we're bringing back some. Uh, some old school beers. I know I just tried uh, Ruthless Rye is in one of them. Yeah! Uh, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, hot, I, think hot, yeah, I think Hot Bullets in, is Hot Bullets. Oh my in gosh. Yeah. Okay. Right. So. Ruthless Rye. Am I, am, I, am I giving too much information? <laughs> Dang it. I always get myself in trouble with this kind of stuff. Uh, uh, no, it's a trouble. Well, there's there's a lot of names out there. I don't, I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> hold on, I'm, I have my uh, desktop over here. Isaiah, maybe talk a little bit for a second. See if I can, I can roll down and find, yeah. find some good email here. We may have saved you a lot of people emailing you wanting those beers back, though, because I feel like you probably get an email a day about Ruthless Rye. Mm-hmm. That's one. Hey, when's that that's coming for sure. Yeah, no, that's oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, okay, so it is uh, the first pack that's going to come out in Q1, and I don't think this is any big secret, but it's going to be uh, the Atomic Torpedo, the new uh, Ooh, yeah, that was the great. New design, the 9.2% yeah. uh, oh. ABV uh, with Torpedo. Uh, Torpedo will have a new design. We're redesigning the graphics on Torpedo. Cool. It's pretty cool. Um, Hot Bullet and Ruthless in that one. So Bullet. Yeah. That's so, amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yep. I just had the cryo torpedo the other week out of the current hoppy sampler. That thing 
is amazing. Um, and that's such a cool, obviously, like cryo hops are seem to be the, the hot thing right now. It made me wonder, like, right, if we're cryo fresh about, hop. yeah, right, talking about celebration all year is cryo hops the key to making that freshness no. last? Well, that's Probably different. Not. Those are those are cryo, those are wet hops that okay. have been uh, gone through the cryo um process uh, that's very different yeah whereas fresh hops that are just the centennial those are kilned um that's cryo fresh the cryo torpedo was made with wet so that's pre-kilned hops straight out of the field and gone through the uh cryo process and take the vegetative matter away and just keep that goodness in there so a good portion of that water is still there but it, within that water is all those hop oils and flavors that really, you know, that we love from if you're a fan of wet hop beers, you know, yes. like our harvest ale, sure. you know, in, in that. So this was just a way to extend that that window, you know, that they were thinking of extending the window for wet hop ales and bringing yeah. that unique flavor of unkilled hops to IPAs. So yeah. super yeah. exciting to be able to work with the Acumen Chief and like on this product and, and this process. Uh, yeah, it's a... It's exciting. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to add to that. I'm, I'm going to add to that because I know a, a lot of your listeners out there, they kind of, we've, we've had some heated debates uh, over the years, uh, especially me being a brand ambassador and like going out in the trade and the difference <laughs> between fresh hop and wet hop. And right. uh, we made, uh, you know, the, in the U.S., we were the first brewer to ever make a, uh, well, as far as we know, uh, in current yeah uh craft beer industry you know that kind of started in the 70s uh we're the first brewery that's ever worked with a wet wet hop directly out of the field uh brought to the brewery within 24 hours and and made a beer with it um a lot of, a lot of brewers i know call it a fresh hop beer mm-hmm. um uh in in our yeah, and I, I want to say that we we can call it what we want because we made the very first one. Uh, we <laughs> always called it a wet hop ale because celebration was always our fresh hop ale because we used the the freshest hops that were harvested, and that was that was how we designated it internally, and so right. that's how we talk about it um, externally. Is like wet hop is Northern Hemisphere. Uh, the cryo is made with wet hops. Right. And uh, fresh hops are um, what's what's actually harvested that year and, and used within a, a, a time frame of when they were actually harvested. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how we've always kind of. But I, I will encourage anybody. Uh, the cryo fresh uh, blew my mind. Um, Great. Uh, it's a really, really amazing beer. Uh, it's one of those ones I, I've been arguing with a few people here of like, can we get that on draft and get that out in the trade so people can actually try that on tap yeah. uh, and realize how good it is. And then, um, it, you know, obviously go buy a 12 pack. I mean, you only get three beers out of it, but it can possibly be a brand that we we come out with down, down, down the road. And uh, if we get enough uh love for it and i think it's it's worth it's worth that because it's a, a really outstanding beer such really a unique is. beer yeah. yeah such a unique beer to be able to have a wet hop beer that's you know available nationally you know right. exactly. is, is 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 unique and so if you haven't tried a wet hop beer you know here here you go you know you can yeah. get a variety pack and get something really special and unique in it um that i think is is like i said from a brewer i'm super excited about being able to use hops in that manner 
I know. It's pretty cool. I mean, you guys kind of continue the 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 trend of for a lot of people, their first pale ale ever was probably Sierra Nevada's pale ale. Maybe for a lot of people, their first cryo hopped beer ever was cryo fresh. Like, and then certainly for a lot of people, their first fresh hop ale was celebration. So you're just bringing these awesome styles that you know celebrate hops as well as everything else we talked about tonight to more people than ever. And certainly thankful for that because I think it's made the the beer world a a better place certainly a place that appreciates hops in in fun ways um maybe it wouldn't if you guys weren't doing it so with that i really appreciate both of your time this evening this was awesome cheers to you both thanks for sharing these stories thanks for sharing yeah, celebration cheers. with us thanks for making cheers. it we're hey, yeah. we're we're beer lovers too so yeah. i mean yeah. to the to the crew to everybody <laughs> uh oh, yeah. this is this is awesome yeah this was a this was a true blast for us both. So again, appreciate your time this evening, and uh, yeah, cheers, guys, to right. the next celebration that I'm sure is just minutes away from for us all. Well, well hey, a little <laughs> shout out to my homies. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Jeff, that's for you. <laughs> awesome. That was great. That was awesome, man. Very good. We did it, Kyle. We got to hang out with Terrence Isaiah during celebration. This this podcast may be one of the ones that I have added the most number of beers to my wish list while we were talking, while they're talking, espousing the, you know, uh, awesomeness of Cryo Fresh Torpedo. I have that's now on my wish list. I now have I have the drippings on my wish list. I've got quite a few that somehow I just haven't had before. And now. Now it's on my wish list, so wish list. We'll, we'll see. Ruthless, I'll have to. Ruthless ride. That's oh, Terrence is getting trouble. Ruthless again, ride is coming again. back. I, I couldn't so contain many. myself. That is happening. That is that is going to happen. That is on oh, my wish list as well. Su- surprisingly, never had it. So that's that's oh. un- unreal, unreal. <clears throat> it's going to be very good. Twenty twenty three is going to be good. Twenty twenty, and like soon, it sounds like so. Well, I know. As I if know. I couldn't get more excited. I know I gotta I gotta stock up on celebrations. I forgot to mention it, but our unofficial one of our unofficial traditions in this house is the Christmas tree stays up until the last can of celebration <laughs> is consumed. So I got and ours looks great this year. Okay, yeah. so I gotta stock up so it stays alive longer. It's just a, uh, Harrison. <laughs> it's July. Why do you have a Why do you have a tree yeah, still in right. your house? Yeah. What do you do? Right. They're starting to. They're ants, and bugs, and the sap is everywhere. There could be all kinds of problems to the foundation. Somehow the beer is still really, really good. <laughs> right. Exactly. But your tree, your tree is completely your, dead. Your tree I, is I, I don't know. What, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, so. I know. I'm not overthinking the the tradition there. I, hopefully, although you're right, probably one year it'll be. I'll, I'll I'll have it'll be the last year I'm allowed. I'm allowed to do that's this. right. Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, oh my spe- god! Speaking of the last year, this is not yes! the last year. I will say it's the latest year. We are. I mean, folks, for listening, we are releasing year in beer 2022 here very very soon. I don't have a specific date I can share with you quite yet. It's coming very very soon. Ooh. It's December. Surprise. Year in dot beer. It is our annual statistics analysis, I'd say, of 
what Ooh. you've had in the year. It's like Spotify a rap. Celebration, that's right. It is a cel- It is quite, quite literally a celebration of sorts of what you've had during the year. We are doing some really cool stuff with it this year. We're working with a partner. We're having some special badges that you'll earn alongside it. And I think the coolest thing, if you aren't an insider yet, you will be able to go backwards, backwards in time and do your year in beer for previous years. So get that insider's account, go and check out year in beer when it's available. We will drop that on our social media untapped pretty much everywhere. So go follow. Yeah, you're not going to miss it. Share mm-hmm. it. Share us on your year in beers. Drop it on your Instagrams. And I do want to see them. I, I want to see. I want to see everyone's top beers and everyone's. You know how? What was your favorite style? What was your highest rated beer? All of those things. Love seeing them. Tag us, please. Please do that and enjoy that. Yeah, I mean it's it's the coolest again this time of year. So much fun for so many reasons. Celebration, year in beer. It's all happening. Um, <clears throat> something else is happening. The end of the season. So we did it. Another season drinking socially in the books. Hope you all had fun checking in along with us. We had lots of laughs, lots of beers. I feel like I learned a lot, which is probably oh, yeah. why my why my brain hurts every the, the, the day. Hat's a, little, hat's a little tighter yeah, than it was sure. last year, I think. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what it is, right? I'm I'm growing in all the wrong I guess I'm getting it's, it's, smarter. <laughs> my hair is getting heavier. That's okay, right. Whatever. But yep. I had a blast, Kyle. This was awesome. So thank you for, for entertaining me and keeping me sane. Um, so we got to right, cram our brains full of knowledge and our mouths full of beer. Um, That's right. And our untapped check-ins full of badges and fun photos and, and all that stuff. Stay tuned, as Kyle said, to our social media. Year and Beer will be there. All other cool kind of fun announcements we're doing towards the end of the year. There's lots of stuff happening. There's always is if you haven't yet, you can catch the full season of Next Exit Untapped's Travel Beer Show on YouTube right now. Kenny actually visited my old stopping grounds in Philadelphia, one of the episodes. It's great. They're all great. But there's a whole season of Next Exit on our YouTube. Check that out. Other than that, find Kyle and I on Untapped if you haven't yet. Tag us. Uh, get ready to share your beer with all your friends. And other than that, I mean... It's been an amazing year, Kyle. Cheers, everybody. Thanks for coming along with us. Cheers, everybody.